this episode of The Fool Nerd, the smallest 15-inch gaming laptop ever, NZXT's brand new case, and finally, a new GeForce card. And maybe a new CPU flaw? Maybe. Oh, right. Did we care about that? Uh, it was on the graphic. <laughs> I can't Brad told this. me to put it on the graphic. This is like a... Oh, and a new CPU flaw. Welcome to the Full Nerd episode fifty three. I'm your host Gordon Ung with Brad Charkas. Hello, Elena Yi. Hi, everybody. And Adam Patrick Murray, who's still angry. I did not mention that there will be a new case flaw. Also mentioned in this podcast, a new case flaw. Case. No, definitely not a case CPU flaw. flaw. Yeah, yeah, I'm just tired. I'm just. I mean, they all know now because I mean they can hear us when the credits are rolling. Oh, really? Well, the live yeah. versions, yeah. but I usually take that out of the podcast version. Oh. So now, now we're now trying to play catch-up, you know, oh, for I the see. audio people. CPU flaw again. So, Adam's going to derail us right now. No. What, no. Did, what are you talking about? So he's already, de- he's pre-derailed us about his <laughs> upset about the thing I mentioned about the CPU flaw. I want to roll us into the first topic, though. Uh, pretty cool. Smallest 15-inch gaming laptop ever. Razor Blade. It's a really tough. There's Razer Stealth, Razer Pro, which is the big bad one, and then you got the Razer Blade, which is a XPS 15, you know, uh, size. size. It's actually they actually claim it as a gaming laptop because most people would not consider the XPS 15 a pure gaming laptop. Right. Uh, It is smaller. I think it's actually by volume slightly smaller than an XPS 15. So, but it's going to be smaller in size, but way bigger in price. Yes. Yeah, of course. It's Razer. Come on. (laughs) It's unibody. All right. Unibody. It does have a unibody. I'm not not kidding. It really does have a unibody construction, uh, which makes it really, I I held this a couple weeks ago or actually maybe a month ago. It it has a nice, really solid feel. If you've ever held a Razer laptop before, they really just feel like, you know, Really, really heavy duty because you know the body is just milled aluminum or CNC aluminum. And so just... that means small size, but not necessarily low in weight. No, not necessarily. I will say definitely not in weight. In fact, I think the top end version with 4K touch and 1070 Max Q is about 4.7 pounds. Oh, so that's that's not bad for a gaming laptop. Yeah, that's no, not, not bad, bad at all. though. Because I mean, <laughs> was it last week we were talking about the. Was it the HP laptop? Yeah, the Spectre X360, four pounds, 10 ounces. Yeah. <laughs> it's heavy. That is a heavy laptop. And that one only K has... Touch. KB Lake G. Yeah. But um, it's when you, I, I got to say, the entire weight expectations things, don't forget about the, the MSI, GS65, four pounds. Right, like right. Four pounds, 0.7 But ounces. this is a 1070 Max-Q. Yeah. So. What, they have a 1070 Max-Q. Does it have one of the six-core CPUs? Yeah, so across the board, it's a 8th Gen Core i780-750H, which seems like it's the only model everybody's using. Um, Six-core uh, Coffee Lake H or, you know, KB Lake++ H, whatever you want to call it. And uh, GeForce 1070 Max-Q, 1060 Max-Q, 4K Touch, 1080p, uh, 60 hertz for budget, and then also a 1080p 144 hertz that that AOU panel that everybody seems to be using. No G-Sync on any of these because again, it's it's a semi-portable. It's actually a pretty portable laptop. 80 watt hour battery. Mm. Uh, I, hell, I should have pulled the prices. I I will mention the prices, but then you know this is like for us would be like, huh? We're all gonna clutch our pearls. For after. people <laughs> that are used to razor prices, which are almost very much like Apple prices, that's where they like to place themselves. No oh. competitors to Apple. Uh eighteen ninety nine for the base one with a sixty hertz, you know, ten eighty P ten sixty, and then 
that's with the 256 gig SSD. The step up 2200 bucks gets you a 144 hertz 1080p, 512 gig SSD, and uh, still with the 1060. And then from there, you get to 2400, which is a 1070 max Q, 512 gigs. And then all the way up at the very, very top is uh, 4K Touch 1070 Max-Q, 512 gig SSD. I'm surprised they don't go up more in the SSD capacity. $2,900. That's probably a steal in the Apple world, though. It's like, well, that's a deal. I'll take two. So, But it's pretty nice. I thought it looked I'm pretty nice. I'm glad to see they're still able to shrink it down because the Razer Blade was kind of one of the first laptops to start the thin and light gaming laptop. So I'm, I'm glad to see them still, you know, pushing ahead on that front. Yeah, and they did the usual trick, you know, hey, it's got no bezel, you know, the the narrow bezel, no bezel-less, infinity edge, as Ed Dell likes to call it, and uh, everybody's doing it now. Looks pretty nice. I mean, it's funny because they had the old uh, blade next to it, and then they had the new blade, and the old one just looks like, whew, like a 1950s CRT <laughs> television with a big honking bezel. It's like having lapels <laughs> that stick out past your, your uh, shoulders. <laughs> Which, it's just so funny because whenever you look at laptops with big bezels now, it's like, whoa, what the? Then it's just like, what's up, what's up with your laptop? Why they, you can get like a second OLED panel just on the bezel, you know? So that's what The Apple's MacBook Air still has a fat bezel and a 720 or 768 resolution screen. Uh, oh. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> oh. Well, I, I, well, it is crazy because I was just thinking, God, I sh- should, we should write like a trolley story because I, it really is just funny. You look at like, a, you look like a MacBook Pro 15, MacBook Pro 13, and the bezels are just like, oh, it's just like, it's like, come on, man. It's, it's all part of the iconic design, Gordon. But it's just so, it's just very old fashioned. You know, you would think that a company like Apple that is very much into, you know, look and feel of everything, you would think they'd be very sensitive just how ridiculous it looks to have a bezel that big. I'm sure they can produce a video clip with someone with a very smooth British accent telling us why it's necessary. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, and so the thing about the razor blade, because we do want to talk about it, is it does have a vapor chamber. So it has this huge metal plate in the bottom. It's one big vapor chamber, they're saying. And um, it's how they're going to, they think they're going to be able to keep all that hardware cool. Uh, 1060, even Max-Q, 1070, Max-Q is not, you know, certainly a light on thermal. So we'll have to see how it performs. Hmm. You know, I got to say, uh, you did a hands-on video of that and also the core, which we'll talk about in a minute. But oh, uh, yeah. go check them out on our, our YouTube right now. Uh, really good look at it. And man, people... People are coming out in droves to, to to love on this laptop. Even we got some people in the chat saying it's it's a beautiful laptop. <clears throat> they are. I mean, Razors, they say what you will. There definitely are, you know, some people like, hey, I had problems. I had one person say, hey, I can't get parts from my old laptop. Uh, it is an, it is a, but they are just beautiful laptops, right? Because uh, his complaint is like, they don't support them anymore. They don't make them anymore, so you can't get the parts. I can't fix this thing. I'm, I'm just kind of hosed. I think that's kind of the risk with smaller laptop vendors like Razer. I mean, Dell probably sells a hundred times more laptops than Razer does. So it's very small, very niche, but they are just beautiful. I mean, Razer has that aesthetic down. They, they really do. When you want to talk about no matter what you say about Apple, they really do generally get aesthetics, right? Except when they fall behind on the curve, but Razer really just kind of has that, you know, Apple like aesthetic in a way. And just kind of like, uh, except keeping up with everybody instead of Apple, you know, making people wear, (laughs) 
I'm surprised they gave up the rounded corners. Though. 80s suits in the in the in when nobody's wearing. You grow up. You show up at a grunge party and you're wearing like an 80s suit or something with the, the thin tie and like, <laughs> oh, that's kind of cool in a non-ironic Devo kind of way or something. Yeah. Non-ironic. Yeah, no one even knows I'm talking about Devo grunge. <laughs> What's that? Dave who? Yeah, like Stevo. But they are just beautiful. Yeah, I mean, you ever? They are just 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 beautiful. I mean, they're really just like you see. You're just like, oh, I'm in love with this laptop. So did they only talk about a 15-inch version, or are they also going to have a 13, maybe 17? Well, the 15's already been uh, updated with KB Lake R, 8th Gen, um, and that is an IGP version. Uh, no uh, IGP, no discrete in that. 17, nothing new, I don't think. I mean, it hasn't been updated yet. I would imagine they're working on that. Okay. So, But the 15, I think, is kind of where all the action is right now, mm-hmm. because people want... That's a, 15, 17s are... Not pretty that hefty. Big, pretty hefty. Yeah, fifteens are really for that powerhouse, you know, gaming laptop. That is, I think, really where the sweet spot is, and it's pretty nice, but expensive. Yeah, I was just looking up the uh, comparison between that and the MSI, the GS sixty five, and I thought, oh, maybe it's closer in price than I was remembering. Nope. No. <laughs> GS sixty five is five hundred twelve gig SSD. <laughs> I think, right? It's mm, the one I'm looking at is on Newegg, and the model is, it's a 144 hertz oh, okay. panel, but it has a 256 gig SSD with a 1060, right. and that one's 1800 Yeah, so 18 That would, uh, the Razer version of that is $1,900. Uh, so actually pretty close. <laughs> oh, no, not the 144. It'd not be the 144. Because with the $144, it's $2,200. But oh, you get a bigger SSD. But you get the bigger SSD, too, so that's a tough one. But, I mean, it... The the cost differential, even accounting for the difference in size and SSD, is still quite large. Yeah, yeah. But I got to say, if you're interested in that, GS, the GS65 is really nice because it's just so stupidly light. But you definitely need to buy the big SSD in that because... Get, not getting in there, right? Well, they say it's... You can, yes, you can get in there. You can take the bottom <laughs> off and then remove the motherboard out of it. <laughs> but if you don't put that's, it back together and wow, you kill it... That's even worse than the GS63 that we first saw. It's No, because the GS63 is the same thing. It was an inverted. Had, the motherboard was on top did of it. Did you? Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. Well, you could get to the hard drive, I think. You could not get to the M.2 drive, but oh. I think because there was a hard drive in there. Razer, uh, with this great big vapor chamber they say they're using, the motherboard is a conventional, you know, it's when you take the bottom off, you can see it, but the, the vapor chamber covers that. So you can get to the RAM, and it does use uh, SODIMS this time. The previous version only used um, soldered, which kind of sucked if you want to change the RAM. This one has SODIMS. But to get to the M.2 drives, I believe it does have two of them. I think you got to pull the vapor chamber off, Ooh. which, you know, I'm uh, that's worse, you know, that but that's better than I think pulling the motherboard out. I certainly there are people who have taken the MSIs apart and successfully put them back together. But I would not recommend it for the average person. If you're spending that much on a laptop, save yourself the hassle and just get what you need up front. Yeah, just buy <laughs> Definitely buy the biggest <laughs> SSD you can. I, you know, I got to say for these gaming laptops too. I don't, I don't even know why they offer two hundred fifty six gig SKUs. It's really tough. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's like two games these days. Useless. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's like a sixteen gig Android phone. You know, like oh, eight gigs of that is the OS, and it's full. Even worse is the eight gig ones. Yeah. Really? They yeah, those, those are your budget, budget phones. Oh, Android so. One. Yeah. Uh, so we, we have a comment on YouTube from uh, Ice Cold. He says, do not buy any laptop until Ice Lake and LPDDR4 support. What do you guys think about that? 
That's a long uh, wait. It's a, yeah, it's a long <laughs> wait. And I will say, that was a nice thing about it. It is confirmed, though, because even Cannon Lake has uh, LPDDR4 support. So uh, that is out now in a laptop? Yes, but I think, if you're waiting for both, that's a long wait. Sorry, Brad. I think at this point, gaming laptops are, for the first time basically ever, in a really good spot. Hell like yeah. They've been all right before, but there's always been compromised. These days, you can get six cores, you know, the new GTX... Pascal stuff, the GTX 10 series stuff. They're really, really strong performers for laptops. You're not giving up a whole lot compared to desktops. I mean, this is the first time in my life where I'd actually consider buying a gaming laptop. I wouldn't want to wait for Ice Lake if I was in the market. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think LPDDR is going to be a big deal for gaming laptops because it's not going to be cheap. It's all going to be soldered in place, right? Because it's not going to be in a sodium. Uh, I would not make that be the determining factor. Uh, you know, as much as I love CPUs, and I got to say, this eighth, these 8th Gen Coffee Lake H parts are just phenomenal chips. Uh, it's usually graphics that are the thing that should drive a gaming laptop purchase. If you're doing it for other things, balance, then yeah, maybe. But honestly, when it comes down to graphics, it's it's uh, NVIDIA largely in charge of the graphics game in laptops right now. So, I'd Unless... You have a graphics enclosure like the Razer Core X. Oh, no. very good. Brad nice moving so long. Oh, we should have like Bing. Get like well a done. penny jar for actually moving on. Yeah, another thing I want to talk about is the Core X. Big deal is original core, which was like, wow, this is awesome. Twenty seventeen for five hundred dollars, built like a tank. Though. I remember when we saw that. That was that was cool. It was a that good was, demo at CES. It was an awesome yeah. demo. It was with the original Razer Stealth, and then. You, you plugged it in, you got external graphics, and it was probably the first, you know, demonstration of external yes. Thunderbolt 3 graphics. Beautiful, beautiful $500, Also, right? incredibly difficult to get <laughs> your hands on. Yeah. We, and it's just, it is, and I got to say, it's built like a tank. <laughs> if you open this thing, it's like, wow, this is a thing of beauty. It's $500. Why don't I just buy the $180 one on Amazon, right? But there's a difference. So uh, Razer has heard all the complaints. They said, hey, look, uh, we're not going to build it so beautiful and whatever. You know, well, you cheapskates. We're still going to have our core, our, our core V2. You got that. You know, it actually has dual uh, Thunderbolt chips, so you can run Ethernet and USB off of it. Pretty cool, all that other stuff. But for you cheapskates, Core X is big. It takes a three-wide video card. It uses an off-the-shelf ATX 650-watt power supply. And it just it has a standard fan. So it basically is, you know, off-the-shelf parts, $300, which, you know, with the Razer name on it for $300, that's actually pretty reasonable. But I don't, I, don't, I, would, I, would, I was looking at some other Thunderbolt 3 cabinets. They're about 250 so it's not too far out of the... It's not, which is yeah. really surprising. Yeah, for the Razer name, right? So, And I, I guess the big deal is the Core X and the other Core line, actually, they're now, they have the blessing of Apple if you actually yep. <laughs> want to play games on your Apple uh, laptop. Yeah, all those, all those two people... Really All those love two it. people, yes. <laughs> one of them being our one of our staff members. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who actually ran a review of it with the Mac the other day mm -hmm. on Macworld. Yeah, it's actually yeah. And he even he even did a video over it at uh at Macworld on, yeah. their, on their YouTube. Uh if you want to go check it out. It's not too bad. Uh question I have, uh how hard would it be to put storage in there as well? Because if you think about, you know, the the base model with that, that small uh, SSD in there you know it's like okay you know you've got the the real light stuff when when you're going uh but then you you go home you dock in your your core you get more storage and a, a graphics card you know is that out of the question 
Well, on this like model, an external drive combo kind of a deal. Yeah, like external yeah. GPU and external why, drive. Why not do that? On this model, it is just simply Thunderbolt three out. So you probably could run a PCIe drive in there, but that seems kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would probably uh, get the original core, the V two version, and then just run a USB three drive. Right, so you can just plug that in mm. <clears throat> to that enclosure, and then run the graphics card in and plug it all in. Oh, uh, the other thing that'd is be, it, that'd be a cool way for them to make the five hundred dollar model more enticing. Consider right? that like the ultimate gamer's accessory. Yeah, you have yeah. your GPU with you know an extra couple hundred, five hundred gigabytes of storage. God, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? You dock it. You would have your M.2 drive in there, and then your game library is on there. You're not going to bring it on the road because you're not going to play that in your integrated <laughs> graphics on the road, right? So right. You, know? you could on a couple games, but hey, Razor, call me. You know, you know, yeah, for that <laughs> idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, overall, just you know, pretty, pretty nice, and it just, it again, it is a just beautiful laptop and affordable um, for external graphics. Yeah, it's, bucks. it's also really exciting to see these become a little bit more popular. I think we started with like one or two models at the outset, like what, two or three years ago. Now I think there's mm-hmm. it's up to like five maybe that you can choose from. Yeah. So it's a good way to get longevity out of things. I really yeah. like it. I Here, I, I do want to ask you a question, though. So uh, the, I just recently did an unbox in the Alienware 17 R5. I mean, it's, it's a big, bad mother of a laptop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 1080 overclocked and a, a Core i9. <laughs> and the thing just, it, nice. it is very high clock speeds. But... Interestingly, they still include the amplifier port. Oh, right. For the, yeah. their for the future one, right? Yeah. I mean, but do you think like, oh, is it time to just let's not do amplifier anymore? Is it time for Alien? Is it time for Alienware to move over to Thunderbolt 3? I would I'm, a fan, right. I'm a fan of standards. Yeah. But I also think that Alienware probably sells boatloads of laptops compared to a lot of makers and can get away with that. Yeah. And they're much cheaper <laughs> right yeah. now than the Thunderbolt enclosures, so I can see how they would justify keeping on with that. Yeah. The amplifier has been like for the last year and a half you could get for hundred and seventy bucks on Amazon. Yeah. So it's hard to beat that. Mm-hmm. But basically it's a, a value add, right, for that ecosystem to use right. whatever buzzwordy term. <laughs> <laughs> It'd still be sweet if they could swap it over to, you know, Thunderbolt or whatever. It would but... be, for sure. Yeah, what I'd like to know is, and I haven't verified this, is because it does have Thunderbolt 3. I don't know if Thunderbolt 3 supports external graphics. It'd be kind of um, cool if it did, because then you have sort of best, best of both worlds. Yeah. You could get the cheap amplifier, or, you know, we're talking four years down the road, you can get a Thunderbolt 3 cabinet for It'd be nice. cheap. So I, I, it would be nice. But you, uh, Victor over on, on YouTube says the, the Alienware amplifier uses more PCIe lanes and won't bottleneck like Thunderbolt 3. Well, it is dedicated, yeah. It's the same by 4 Gen 3, and you can't... T- Although there are USB ports on the amplifier, I believe, if I remember. But, um, yeah, you're not going to be able to share. Thunderbolt 3, you could, in theory, have other Thunderbolt 3 devices plugged in somewhere down the chain. So, But mm-hmm. most people are just going to run the eGPU, so I don't think it's too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So... Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Cool. Love it. And uh, you're hopefully going to get some in for uh, for testing. I, I know people are are real excited to see how it works. Yeah, I, I'm I'm actually very excited to see the new Razer because um, thermals seem to be the determining factor in all of these really super compact performance laptops. So the ones that aren't going to really be 
cooled as well, or maybe they decide we don't want to light you on fire. Uh, <laughs> it may not perform as well, so I'll be interested to see how it does compared to everything else we've seen. You know, GS65 is a pretty awesome laptop. Um, I think we're getting some other small form factor performance laptops in, so we'll have to see how it does. Sweet. Uh, before we move on, we've got a couple random questions. Okay. Uh, we got somebody on uh, YouTube. I, I have to find one of them. Uh, but somebody on YouTube is just asking, uh, what kind of, uh, it's Justin, uh, what kind of hair care products uh, do you use on your glorious beard, Brad? <laughs> Barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> uh, and then also the uh, the last one is uh, Pie Gamer. Uh, over on YouTube uh, is asking, do you guys know how to turn off the Gigabyte logo on the lid of the Aero 15X Coffee Lake? Gosh, you know, I don't know. I didn't look. We got um, a lot of people in chat like saying that it, it might be in the BIOS, yeah. but he's saying he's not seeing it there, and then it's not controlled at the same time as the screen. I suspect so. you can't turn it off because mm -hmm. it's probably just the LED backlighting shining up there. So it's mm -hmm. not an independent LED like you might see a... Uh, on an Alienware laptop where they actually integrate LEDs along the side of the lid and into the yeah. logo itself, I think what they just did is they did an Apple trick. You know, you mill a hole out in the middle of the cover and the light shines through from the backlighting, side lighting. Well, no, he say, he's saying it's not from the, the backlighting from the screen. Really? Yeah, that if he dims the screen all the way, he's, he's still getting a, a logo. Oh, interesting. Uh, so. Oh, but when you, do, when you do dim your screen, all you're doing is on, on the LCD, you're just turning the shutters on the LCD, the LEDs. Well, I don't know, unless they've changed recently. I don't believe they're dimming the LEDs that much. I think they're just... Oh, huh. Interesting. I don't know. Actually, no, that might be right. That's right. So the LEDs would dim because the shutter might change for colors. They're not doing that way. That's Yeah, that's right. I'm totally like... I'm thinking it's 1997 or something. So. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, you know, he, he wanted me to ask you, so... I, I'll, uh, I'll ask Gigabyte. I yeah. don't think you can turn it off, though, is, is the, the last answer. Uh Actually, check Fusion, the Gigabyte Fusion utility. I don't think it's yep. in there, but just check it. Where you control <laughs> was, the That was going to be my suggestion. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. Let's, uh, let's move on to the, the next topic, which is a NZXT topic. Wait, wait. Do you pronounce it that way? Next. Zext. I think it's just NZXT. Zext. I don't know. <laughs> I say NZXT, but I like Nzext. 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 Nzext topic. <laughs> Brad is gonna. Brad, yeah. you just reviewed the NZXT H500i. Yeah, sure did, and it's pretty spectacular for a hundred dollar case, actually. Uh, so the uh, this is the new entry, the affordable entry in the NZXT's H series. <coughs> Pardon me, which came out er, uh, last year, towards the end of last year. Some high end models, the H700i, uh, the H400i was like a mini ATX version. Um, basically, they're clean. Nice cases uh, with ample cable routing. And the I in these names, I think it stands for intelligent. Uh, basically, they come with a smart device, a RGB controller and fan hub that you run using NZXT's CAM software. And all the fans and the integrated RGB strips uh, get all controlled through that. <coughs> Pardon uh, so anyway, yeah, this is a $100 case. Um, there's also a version called the NZXT H500, no I, which does not have that smart device. Um, I highly recommend both of them. Um, these are made all out of steel. They have, like, insanely good cable management tools, which I'm a big fan of. 
including a cable bar in the front, just like the old uh, S340 cases that NZXT made that these are replacing. So all the wires that come off your motherboard get hidden behind that. Um, on the i version, there's an RGB strip on the back of that cable management bar and at the top. Uh, and in the back, there's like cutouts galore. There's all kinds of stuff. It's made out of steel with a tempered glass side. That's actually, that was like my most, I, I was impressed by the whole case, but the way they handled the tempered glass was like one of my favorite bits because tempered glass sucks to handle. I've used a bunch of cases with tempered glass and they typically have the four thumb screws on the side. You got to hold it in place and screw in the thumb screws. And that sucks because those things are kind of heavy depending on how much you spend the money. Get your fingerprints on them, you know, hope you don't drop it because they're super fragile. If you hit the edge, <laughs> they'll shatter. Yeah. And I've done that once and it really sucks. Uh, but this one, it actually like sits on the lip of the PSU shroud and has like a little metal uh, bit that comes around the back and hooks onto the back. And you just like put, lean it into the power shroud lip, push it in and screw in a single th thumb screw. Yeah, that seems to be a new trend because the uh, the case for <laughs> the uh, RGB build that we did is the same way. Made it really easy. Yeah, it's, a, it's so great. If you unscrew, uh, what I'm always afraid of with the tempered glass cases is um, unscrewing it or hitting the release and then having the door just flop out onto the floor and shatter. <laughs> this one is actually secured really, really well. It like sets in. It set. It ends up being flush with the steel. So you set it in and you push it closed and it like semi kind of locks into place before you even screw it in. <laughs> um, I. To test that, I actually like took my hands off of it and like blew real hard at it because I'm stupid and I thought that'd make a difference and it didn't <laughs> fall out. So, um, this I, although I, I so the management bar and I don't know if we can do we have that picture, Adam? Uh, I, I do. Can, I kind of uh, kind of got a, a weird we little setup here up on the screen or not? But Sorry, uh, whoops, wrong one. I, uh, whoops. Hold Adam's on. Gonna hold on for us. Sorry, audio listeners. It is a um. Er, rectangular metal box i will describe it for you with uh computer there it is. components um no actually this was no computer components in this it's just brad's face though. That's <laughs> yeah i like ah, how there's brad's know, face I'm and sorry. then there's just I, the uh, image of the case i just brought it up real quick <laughs> <laughs> it's your way to do that <laughs> uh, so but i mean this management bar like what the hell is that what does it do because it really just it hides all your cables Oh, okay. cables. It's adjustable. So, so you know, you have the SATA cable coming out. You have the power supply cable coming out. You have the graphics card cable coming out. And it tucks it all in, makes it nice and hidden. That's so. In other words, and it, it looks good. It's a cover, <laughs> is what it is. It's a it's a wire yeah. cover. Is I, I like that management bar. It's like, does it like loop in there? Does it have stuff you hook it to? No, it's just, it just a cover. Just hide stuff. I like it does that. Have, red, though. It does have tie points in it, so it can also be used like functionally to improve your cable management as well. That's really nice. So. It looks, and in the back, they actually have carved out routing right behind that bar, right to the, on the backside of the motherboard tray. All kinds of real nice carved out routing with straps, which is nicer than most routing that you would see in most cases. We don't have too many pictures, but you can go look at the review on PCWorld.com and see it. Um, they also have some routing uh, channels to the upper right on the back of the case. So, like, where you would put in the 8-pin power supply on your motherboard and whatnot. Hmm. It's just... Tie-offs throughout, it's wonderful. Plenty of room, full cover shroud at the bottom uh, so that you can tuck all your cables away in there, too. Nice. God, uh, for $100. I know. I was just going to say, I really dig how some of the, what used to be just purely high-end features are trickling down. Mm -hmm. This is a good uh, sign of things to come. 
What's even better is that, like, I reviewed the NDXT H500i, the one with the smart device, which I didn't have too much chance to play with because I got it on pretty short notice. I actually worked over the weekend to get this done. Uh, but it did without it. So you you load up CAM, the NDXT CAM software, and you say, analyze my stuff. And it took about 20 minutes, and it went through idle and load, went through a routine. Then it has a, the smart device has an acoustic sensor in there, and it figures out how to best balance out uh, fan noise versus cooling performance. Oh, and it nice. figured out a way to, with that 20-minute run, it didn't actually make it quieter, which is the point that NDXT is pushing. In some cases, you'll see higher temperatures after you run this because the point is to make it quieter. Hmm. But in the case of my particular build, it actually dropped idle temperatures by 10 degrees on the GPU without adding any extra noise. So it worked out pretty good. Wow, that's pretty advanced. Um, Hmm. Yeah, but if you don't want any of that stuff, you can get this with all the fancy, the exact same thing basically, but without the RGB light strips, without the smart device, and without there's a vertical GPU mount for seventy bucks. The NDXT wow. H five hundred, and I think that's a nice. heck of a deal. Nice, Brad. Do you know if they sell that particular version of the uh, controller or the hub? Um, because I know they do sell like at a hub accessory separately but i don't know if it includes that sensor on it um no it basically like this combine <coughs> pardon it combines the functionality of their separate q plus and view plus three right. there's a fan controller and there's a, a lighting controller and this like combines it but together it costs way more money mm, so okay you know maybe that's something we can ask them to uh to sell later because they happen to be in our YouTube chat right now. It's uh, somebody from NZXT is uh, in, here, uh, <laughs> in here chatting and uh, and talking to the fans. So hey, yeah, this case kicks ass. <laughs> Does it? So it actually comes with one LED RGB light strip. That uh, oh two. two oh damn two one behind the cable management bar and one on the top edge, the top lip of a Are this glass. Fixed or can you actually move them around the case? Uh, they're fixed. Okay, but uh. One of the things that I wish it had on there, but is understandable that it doesn't in a $100 case, is a physical button on the case to be able to swap around the lighting colors. Mm. You have to use the CAM software for that, but in a $100 case, not a big deal. Can you route that to use, you know, uh, uh, whatever, the five different motherboard standards they all follow? And you, can, you don't have to use the device. You could actually just... Yeah, those, so the okay. way they pre-wire it so it's all done for you, everything's plugged into the smart device, but you can unplug everything and just use standard stuff. Uh, we we yeah. have some some people on both YouTube and uh, Twitch asking about the airflow. Can you can you comment on the uh, airflow of the case when you're using it? This is actually the first case that we reviewed in a long time, so I didn't get too much into that because I don't have a lot of comparison data. I did take temperatures and stuff in this that I'm keeping for future reference points. Um, it's it's pretty good. I mean, I wouldn't say it's great. It's not bad. It's pretty good. I have no complaints about the airflow. Nice. And I got to say, you know, for people that are just listening or watching this video, you should definitely go to PCWorld.com and look at the review because it has the pictures embedded of the case. And I'm looking at the yep. back of the case. You've got, of course, you get your standard, you know, couple mounts for SSDs, but you can see the guides Brad was talking about. They're, they, they're nice. They're very nice. They're molded into the case. So the idea is you would route the power and, and data cables uh, through the case. And then it actually has the Velcro tie downs in the case itself. So then you can just fasten them 
onto the case. That's pretty clever. God, for hundred bucks, nice. nice, yeah, very. Yeah, that's just... the part that blew me away. The price, the price, everything you get for the price, it's just so good. And again, I think uh, I was talking with Jim Carlton, who's their one of their you know product managers or something. I forget who he is. His exact title, I know who he is. Uh, but Jim Carlton, <laughs> NDXT. Uh, and he was saying the idea with the smart device is, you know, a lot of people who buy gaming stuff these days, I mean, aren't necessarily hardcore enthusiasts who want to go in there and figure out and establish custom fan curves and stuff like that. So the idea with the smart device is that, you know, it kind of takes care of all this for you. I mean, NDXC will still let you make the cam software, will still let you make custom fan curves and stuff. But the inspiration behind that is that, you know, it, it makes it easy. You click a button and say, yeah, I want to apply that. And they say uh, it's gotten a lot better since it first launched with the H700i late last year, which I didn't review, so I can't comment on how it stands now versus then. But the idea is that it takes all the data from all the people who are using the CAM software to make a database. So they said it's about, you know, originally running that initial configuration took about an hour. And in my case, it was down to 20 minutes. Nice. Huh. So just gets better the more that people use it they claim the and you do power that junction box it does require its own power it looks like from the picture yes yep do you uh, and i just have to ask this just because i want to know but is it run off of a, <coughs> a, a sata power cable or a, a molex yeah. cable SATA. Oh, okay nice yeah and the way all the uh cable routing stuff works right there the way it all works out i was able to real easily use the same SATA power cord to power the SATA cable in the front, which they actually do an interesting thing and put, by default, the SSD trays are underneath the graphics card. So I was able to use the same power cable to loop into there and then up through that cabling and power the smart device too. Nice. God, we have just gotten so sophisticated. I just... Yeah. Just to think of what $100 used to get you, and $100 used to be a bunch of case. If you yeah, that, right. It'll get you blood on your on your fingers. Is mm-hmm. what happens. But I mean, you know, everybody, and this is the, the, the manufacturers deserve the credit for this. They have just put so much thought into the wiring because it, it really used to be you had to think about wiring for, you, you would have to rewire and rewire and rewire. But these cases now, it's just like it's so cleverly laid out. They know how you're going to do it to hide the cables. and It's so easy now. It's great. And then, of course, the this... cutout, even for the just a simple thing, like the cutout for the uh, the back plate if you're running water cooling or a big cooler, right? Yep. This, uh, this is actually a very compact case. Uh, like I had to remove the fan that comes with it on the top in order to fit a full-size ATX motherboard in there, which took seconds. It wasn't a big deal. But you can only put full-size or two rad uh, radiators in the front. It won't fit on the top because of how compact it is. And it's mini ITX, micro ATX, and, and eight full-size ATX, it looks yeah. like. There's standard yeah. ATX. Yeah. Full-size ATX, like I'm saying, is close, but it does definitely fit. So So this is more like mini tower size then, yeah? Yeah, it's pretty small, actually. It's pretty compact. I was impressed by nice. it. Nice. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know, the original S340 that NGXT had for a while was very popular. I don't know if you've ever seen one. This is actually, I think, a little bit smaller than that. Now it's a you know, pretty respectably small case to begin with. Nice. Wow. Good stuff. Good stuff. Sweet. It was our first case that we viewed in a, we've reviewed in a long time at PC World. Uh, hoping to do more in the future. Uh, but, of course, we use cases all the time, building PCs and stuff. And glad we started with this one because it got an Ender's Choice Award. 
Nice. Yeah. God, I, I'm, yeah, I'm really Editor's sure. choice. I have to build a new system. I got to think, what am I going to use? So, <laughs> uh, Although we are rapidly running out of time, so I do want to ask Brad about the next thing that he knows all about, too. <laughs> no, boom, boom, I do. Boom, boom. Yes. <laughs> Which is, we've been saving the best for last. It's I not know it's everybody in the last internet. Last. Last. Next to last. Oh, right. That doesn't matter. Everybody's been waiting for this. This moment. It's finally here. <laughs> the rumors were true. There is new GeForce hardware this summer. Yes. yes. So it's finally here, everybody. Hell you yeah. Can, you can exhale. It's arrived. And tell us all about the brand new GeForce card that's finally here, Brad. It's what everyone's been waiting for. It's a three gigabyte version of the GeForce GTX 1050. Woohoo! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> but Wait, here's the fun what? part. It's three gigabytes, right? Um, even though it's called the GTX 1050, it actually has as many CUDA cores as a GTX 1050 Ti clocked higher than either the Ti or the GTX 1050. But it has three gigabytes of RAM that has much less overall memory bandwidth hmm. than either of them. Huh? <laughs> it's a pretty confusing configuration, um, especially if you think that, uh, you know, buyers are looking for a GTX 1050. I don't like the idea of how NVIDIA this generation with both this and the GTX 1060 are mixing GPU configurations under the same name. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, so this is basically a faster version of the GTX 1080 Ti GPU with neutered RAM. Ten fifty. You just said ten eighty. You mean ten fifty? Ten fifty. So it's yeah, like a ten fifty Ti plus is kind of like yeah, sorta, yeah, but with, sorta, sorta, but with less memory bandwidth. I asked Nvidia about it because I couldn't wrap my head around how does this all actually work out, and it'll depend from game to game. They told me, but overall, it winds up being about ten percent faster than the original GTX ten fifty. Um, and the pricing, they couldn't give confirmation, but it'll be somewhere in the same ballpark as the GTX 1050 and TI. So and, wait, wait, it's, it's, so you have 1050 on the left, 1050 <coughs> TI on the right, and it's between those in performance or above the 10 or equal to the 1050 It's, it's still like between them, but still closer to the 1050 side of the scale. That's correct. And the 1050. 10%, oh. 10% more than the 1050 two gigabyte. And yeah, and the 1050 was always a two gig card. So, and <laughs> as well as the two, 1050 Ti is also a two gig card, right? Four. Oh, it's four. Mm, okay. Four. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, huh. just maybe jumping ahead here, Brad, is this a hands down obvious choice to buy over a standard two gig 1050? Or I, I wouldn't say that, especially because it hasn't been tested yet. Right. Um, there, there very well might be scenarios where that real weird memory bandwidth could affect right. game performance. So it's a, it's the same uh, memory width as the is the same as like a hundred twenty eight bit bus on the ten. No, it's they cut it no. down to a ninety six bit bus so that the overall effective memory bandwidth of the other ten fifty cards, the TI and the original, is one hundred twelve gigabytes per second. Uh, the ten fifty three GB is eighty four. So. Uh. And I had read something that this was a poison pill for <laughs> miners. It very well could be, it, yeah. Because um, there's that, a couple different reasons it could exist. It could exist as a poison pill because these days, like to mine Ethereum, takes about three gigabytes and it's only been going up. 
So to have this have such slow memory bandwidth, limited to three gigabyte, it could kind of be a poison pill for mm-hmm. miners. It could also be, you know, at this point, this is this generation's lasted for two years. They might just have a bunch of 1050 Ti dies sitting around that they couldn't cut down to a normal 1050 for whatever reason. Just figured they might as well introduce a middle skew. <laughs> so, uh, Enigma. Enigmatastic on Twitch says, I love how NVIDIA canceled the GPP because they didn't want hardware hidden behind jargon. Yeah. <laughs> I said that in my, my uh, write-up too, actually. <laughs> it's kind of, they said that word for word, like, what, two weeks ago? And then now this they launched this very confusing thing. But um, hopefully we, or somebody at least, hopefully we, will get some of these for review when they do come out. Um, I asked NVIDIA about it. They told me that this will be a partner-only launch, so only third-party cards. Oh. Um, they would expect them. It was the same with the 1050 and 1050 Ti. Uh, they expect them possibly being shown off at Computex, maybe start arriving a little bit after Computex, huh. so, which is the first week of June. So. And the price will be so roughly 160 180 kind of like that range, maybe? Pardon me. Um, I'm. It will depend on what prices are at right. at that point. Hmm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because great. I mean, I believe the MSRP for the 1050 Ti is 140 or 150. Yeah. Good luck. So, yeah, and it's it's been changing so much. Even the past few weeks, they've been coming down a lot every week. So I don't want to try to guess what these will cost when they come out in three weeks. <sighs> That's so weird. And, you know, they've done, this isn't, this is the only car, right? Because that 1030, we have one here for a build. Well, we we're going to use it, but a, a GTX, I don't even know if it gets the X, a 1030 card with DDR4 in it. It's just, a, apparently it's a dog. I've yeah, not tested Rusty it. Rusty mentioned that too. Right? And it's just so weird because um, you have the, the GTX 1030 with GDDR5, pretty decent performance, you know, definitely gives a Ryzen APU, you know, a hard time. Definitely very much faster but this 1030 ddr part apparently is like it's like you might as well just buy a rising apu for it from the numbers it's I've not seen. it's it's not just nvidia they've both been real bad at it this generation especially they always have been both amd and nvidia amd has been pulling the same things with the uh 560 right you know 550, 550. and 560 um the 560 i believe it won yeah the 560 it's supposed to have 16 compute units, and that was an improvement versus the 460. And then after it launched, uh, at some point, they started allowing them with the older 14, 14 compute units configuration, which brings performance back down, uh, but not really labeling that either. So they're both pulling weird things in the low end. So before you buy anything, read those spec lines if you know what you're reading. Yeah, there have been a lot of um, uh, under underground launches, including if for laptops, the uh, Max-Q, 1050 Max-Q and 1050 Ti Max-Q, which I didn't even hear about till probably a month ago, but apparently some people saw it. I think Notebook Chuck found them on the internet uh, in oh, drivers, wow. in a driver, Linux driver, in January, and nobody really talked about it, and uh, NVIDIA really is like, oh, yeah, they've never launched those products. Apparently, so mm-hmm. it's like a secret launch. I don't know. Well, it was the same way with the uh, 1060 Max Q. Like people weren't identifying them in their uh, systems. Yeah, Still but are. they but they at least yeah. made a big deal. Like, hey, Max Q 1060, 1070 Max Q, 1080 Max Q. We're all going to get out here and talk about this. Isn't this awesome stuff? Yeah. 
And then uh, we're going to launch 10. Not even talk about these other two parts. Like, you can't even find them practically. So, I don't know. Very weird. Yeah, that, Very weird. that bugged me with Max Q. I was going to do an article, but I ended up running out of time about how there are some laptops from pretty major manufacturers that say they have a GTX 1060 inside, but they're really running a GTX 1060 Max Q. Which, yes, it's more energy efficient, but it does also cost you performance. So, alas, I never got a chance to write that. But again, check mm. your spec lines if you're buying budget stuff, because yeah. there's been a lot of wonky stuff going on the longer this hardware generation stretches out. Yeah, and I guess that's probably because it gets to the end. <laughs> I guess the restaurant analogy or the ice cream store analogy was like, we're at the end here. Well, we got some food at the bottom of the freezer. It's been in here for like a year. What do we do, boss? I'll just sell it. But it's been in here for a year. I was just, ah, it's still good. I was just thinking about restaurant analogy. Just like, oh, so this is like fried rice, right? It, yeah. Or they use like day old white rice. Gordon, Gordon, but listen, we know how you go get lunch at least, uh, you know. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, at the end of the day. For any San Francisco workers, here's my secret to surviving in San Francisco. All the people who say, there's a, there's a, Deli chain that apparently is fully out of that thing about the E. coli thing. That that lawsuit settled, so it's all everything's cool now. Go there and if you, at two thirty, they take all of the hot food bar and they sell it at like twenty five percent or fifty. Because now off. it's cold food bar. No, it's still good. They just can't sell it anymore. You can get like seven so. pounds of food he does for like four dollars. He, does, oh, he does. He does this. You just gotta wait to eat two thirty, and then you're getting like what some sucker would have bought for like twelve dollars. 30 minutes before you're now getting for like six bucks or five bucks. <laughs> I've got like a, I get so much food there at two 30. They give me the free paper bag. I just pay for it in San Francisco, but you got to yeah, pay for the paper cents. bag. But it's like, it's crazy. That's the way to do it. This is like one video, San. And you like, Oh yeah. Was, yeah. We got the new cards coming out. Just 1053 gig. Uh, it doesn't make no sense, boss. Just just sell it. We don't care. Uh, Manique Dan Daniel Mar Perez on YouTube says, uh, as a rule, any odd, weird configuration on video cards equals faulty cards from the upper tier. What are you going to yeah. say? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. another part. That's what uh, I was saying. It could be messed up 1050 Ti's that they couldn't push as 1050 Ti's. Well, or they just decided not to productize as you know, do all the marketing for something special, right? Just simply, let's just let's just get them out the door. Well, it has, yeah, but yeah, well, it, does have, it has a 1050 Ti GPU, and, you know, obviously one of the memory controllers messed up or something, I would say, and it is cut down stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's true, but uh, okay, well, I mean, I'm interested to see if it, if because it is an underperform, intentionally designed as possibly a bad mining card, maybe the prices will actually be what we expect. What's the actual MSRP on this, baby? There is none. There is none. Okay. It's so a third party party launch. It's going to be in the same ballpark after Computex. What about those little cute, the little runty 1030 picks? Are those not, nobody ever sold Founders Edition Founders versions? Edition. Uh, 1066 gigabyte was the lowest Founders Edition card. They never made a three gigabyte. But what about that little, like, half size, very cute looking GeForce card <laughs> for the pictures? Nope. No, that never existed. That's fake. No, it's, yeah, it's a fake picture. Oh. <laughs> Fake news. It's too bad. Uh, one final thing I wanted to point out before we move on is that even though this is launching now, don't take that to mean there's not necessarily going to be new flagship NVIDIA hardware this summer because, you know, entry-level hardware like this, 
typically comes out a lot later than flagship stuff. So, like, if a uh, GTX 1180 did come out in July or next month, um, it could be five months before we get around to a 1150 kind of system. So, don't necessarily take this to mean nothing's coming from NVIDIA this summer. Are you saying you want to talk about the rumors there, Brad? No, that's not what I'm saying. At rumors! Because it sounded like you said 1180 in, in July, which I've read too. <laughs> that copy text. I, I, I've heard everything now. I think it's, I honestly think it's disinformation from NVIDIA at this point. They're just throwing dates out to everybody to keep everybody guessing. <laughs> July, August, September. I've heard I've heard everything. It's like, just a new way for them to track who's leaking what. <laughs> maybe they think the leak is inside, so they just they have to they have to just tell everybody inside the wrong date too, so they confuse her. Could you imagine having to work like that? That would kind of suck. <laughs> he like said he needed app. it tomorrow. It's gonna launch next week. Oh, I heard next month. What? <laughs> What's going on here? Uh, we got a lot of people saying uh, they think Computex. Um, yeah, we don't know. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's it's been about two years since the GTX 10 series. It's been more than it was early May when the GTX 1080 was announced in 2016. Uh, but what really, I, so I'm thinking. I was already thinking, leaning towards, hey, I believe these reports that it might be the summer. But what really makes me think that there might be some validity to that is that at the last to get boring for a second. NVIDIA fiscal quarterly call. Um, the CEO said that they expect the profits from miners to go way, way down in mm-hmm. the next quarter. Hmm. So one way to ramp those back up is by introducing a new series of video cards that gamers will want to buy. So hmm. oh. I think there's a lot of lot of stuff coming together that suggests it could be this summer. What do you Beyond think of my... That has been two freaking years. <laughs> what do you think of my theory, Brad? What was that? The, my theory that uh, what food left over? No, not the leftover food, but what's what's. See, you know what? I I can tell you. I bet the 1180 would have been out last month. Except, you know what? Internet, you pissed you pissed Nvidia off of all your complaining about GPP, all the like, all the hand wringing <laughs> we all did. Oh, you got to wait longer now. No 1180 for you for now. No, they can be angry. Uh, not good enough. Uh, uh, one last, uh, question on GPUs, uh, Manrique Daniel Mar Perez, that's my best accent I can do, uh, he <laughs> says, if, if video cards were more power hungry, uh, wouldn't mining be over? No, not really, because they make, I, I don't even think electricity is necessarily what's the cause for miners, right? I mean, it's not, it's not killing them. They're making so much money off of this anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, it depends on the price of what's being paid. Because, right. like, right now, it's it's you get so little for your Bitcoin or whatever. It, you don't mind Bitcoin with the GPU. Well, but ju- the equivalent. Justin right. follows up and says, uh, what if the video cards launch at double the power draw and then update it later <laughs> to, uh, to, to lower it? <laughs> they could do like they did with the, uh, what was it, the Titan XP drivers where they after the vega stuff launched yeah. they're like yeah. oh here's some drivers now it can do workstation stuff they yeah. could do the same thing but with drivers to reduce power efficiency there you go boom yeah <laughs> I, I will say uh it's interesting because this came up uh before the vega launch i was talking to amd is like well what about what about putting poison pill what do you what if what if you like actually make a bios on the card that makes it bad for mining right and they explained to me that we thought about that. We looked at all options because they, AMD had been very concerned about um, miners when they said that the mining, the, there's so much money in mining 
that they actually have people custom writing, you know, BIOSes for these cards. Hmm. They would just, they would probably install their own anyway. They would circumvent any kind of, any short circuits, Hmm. you know, short of making a video card that has less memory bandwidth than the previous model. So there's really not here to hear first. Yeah. The 1180 Ti will have three gigabytes of memory. (laughs) (laughs) And nerf everybody. And you add it later. Go back to the people don't remember this, but at one point you could actually add memory to a video. What? Card. No yeah. way. No, I'm not. You can find That's, it. That'd be fun. ATI all in ATI did it way, way back. It was a video card that had, you know, like a sodium style slot to put additional memory on it. That's cool. Yeah, I think it was an all in one that did it. The all in one wonder. Is that the all in wonder? I forget. God, it's been such a long time. That'd be cool. Yeah. So, huh. Well, we'll have to see. Are we going to get one in for review, Brad? Uh, I gotta ask people. I gotta ask around. Okay, maybe we won't care. Just gotta talk to people. Just a ten fifty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got like. F- I like to review everything. So, <laughs> got like uh, almost ten minutes to, to hit this last topic. Oh, oh. I, was just thinking, I thought we'd take questions first, but yeah, we're gonna last topic. It's, Brad, it's not even gonna take ten minutes, Brad. Boom. So I understand there's a new exploit, but Brad is gonna tell us the complicated measure to prevent this latest Spectre meltdown. Sister, yeah, it's like a, it's kind of like a sister to Spectre and Meltdown, the same speculative execution flaw or whatever. Variant four, they're calling it speculative store bypass. Um, it basically works a lot like the version of Spectre that has already been patched against in browsers. So those have been out for months now. Those browser patches and those browser patches should keep you as safe as possible against this for now. So. Just make sure your browser's updated, and you'll be good to go. Um, there are additional software protections that need to happen to fully mitigate it. Um, expect for those to come in OS updates later, uh, but really just keep your browser updated. Um, what's interesting <clears throat> is that Intel says it also needs firmware patches, uh, so it's passed those out, but it's, passed, it's passing them out with... Uh, the protection actually disabled by default. So it's going to be sending out firmware updates. You begin BIOS motherboard updates, and it will have protection against this new flaw disabled by default uh, because it hurts 2 to 8% performance, an additional hit, Intel says. Uh, AMD is not even shipping out new firmware for it. It's basically saying just use the OS updates that have been coming out. So... Keep your keep everything up to date software wise, and you should be good to go. That two to eight percent performance hit is that on top of what you're already getting out of the previous um, cache exploits? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ouch. So I can I can understand why they want it disabled by default. Um, it does make it so, kind of seem like PR theater because they're like, yeah, we'll ship this out, but it's not a big deal. You don't even have to turn it on. And like I said, AMD is not even chipping out new firmware to address it. So. So it doesn't sound like anybody's taking it that seriously. Not like yeah, it, it made big headlines this week. Don't panic. Keep your operating system and your browser fully up to date, <clears throat> which you should be doing as an everyday normal consumer user as much as possible, anyway. So, what about people who are never going to get the uh, previous BIOS updates for uh, Spectre Meltdown? Is it just Spectre? I forget which one. <laughs> Spectre. It's Spectre for the BIOS updates. Yeah. Meltdown well, was done. That was primarily Intel chips, and that was could be hit tackled wholly by Windows. These Spectre patches are a combination of firmware updates and software operating system updates. And 
They've gone back about eight years, I think, seven years worth of both Not AMD really. and Intel. I got one. In theory, they've, they've passed them along to motherboard <laughs> makers, but uh, motherboard makers haven't been in a rush to push out yeah, that's true. eight-year-old patches. I yeah, got lucky because I, I actually have an Intel motherboard. Well, and you know, I re- I think about it. They probably just patched that one, so they say we fixed it all the way back. Look, this this ancient <laughs> motherboard that's just a POS. Hey, that is just terrible. We patched that all the way back there. So, what about everybody else in between? Oh, I don't know. Tough. That sucks. But yeah. huh? Okay. This is gonna so, yeah, not that big of a deal. It made headlines. It's gonna keep happening. Yeah, exactly. Because now that they know. What kind of thing can trip these up? People are just going to be hammering them. Researchers are going to be hammering them. They'll keep finding these. So and keep this, everything up to date. <laughs> but this is ARM too, right? It's not just x86. It's ARM too? Yep. Yep. It was the same with the original Spectre. Yeah. So I'm sure you will be getting a uh, update for your Android phone um, for whatever the Spectre <laughs> is. Your Surface 2 RT. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is actually probably the safest platform in the world because nothing would run on it. Like a I mean, really, like, there's nothing that could probably break a Surface RT. I know people say there's no security by obscurity is not a good idea, but I'm sorry, but it is. You're you're sitting in Antarctica, 180 miles away from the main station on Antarctica. There's no one that's going to break into your house. You could leave it unlocked. Because no one wants to go there. Yeah, it's just not what servers RT. Yeah, we're really going to go fishing for that one. <laughs> so, all right. Um, and we are just about out of time. Do we yeah. have any questions left over? No, nothing. Nothing up? lingering. No, That's not at good. all. I'm low energy today, anyway. So it's Thursday. More coffee. It's Thursday. Case of the Thursdays. All right. Hopefully, uh, actually, come back oh. next week. I really want to talk about this thing I was briefed on this morning. That will be very interesting. Well, I, I do want to hear what everybody has to say. I'm interested and, now. And ne- next <laughs> week will be uh, before Computex because you leave at the oh, end right, of next yeah. week, right? Yeah, I'll be uh, leaving, getting on a big airplane. For so the Computex. week after that, you'll be gone all week, right, for Computex? Yeah, although we could try to stream something, I guess. Yeah, like, maybe, that's, maybe, that's maybe we try to do around. something. And then the week after that, I'm with Hayden for E3. Oh, wait. Uh, we're forgetting something very important. What's up? Yep. Aren't we doing a build next week? Oh, yep. oh right, right, right. I see now people don't want to know. <laughs> yes. I got secrets. When I do the budget build, I got secrets. You will turn your nose up at them. I don't care. So uh, yeah, so secrets. I helped buy some of the parts because Gordon's had to put so much on his car for Computex <laughs> that he's like, please, someone help me out here with the expenses. <laughs> and he's telling me to buy these parts and like... At least three of them. I said, are you are you really sure yeah. about this? <laughs> and he's like, yes. I'm like, I okay. got secrets here. You can see how to do the ultimate All creepy right. build, I think. <laughs> well, so actually, uh, since the build is next week and we're giving all these lovely people a preview, we should uh, we we should do a, a video for YouTube tomorrow. Uh, oh, oh, oh the, well, we're the, the pre-built, yeah. yeah. Well, we won't have the parts, I don't think, yet. Eh, whatever. We don't I mean, have all of them yet, to... but you can talk it through. Yeah, we'll we, simulate we can... it with PC uh, building simulator. Yes. There you go. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> uh, and then also so, uh, somebody that asked, I, I think it was Rusty, uh, he, um, he was asking about the RGB build, which the video was going to go live today, but I messed up. So <laughs> that video will go live uh, you, hopefully tomorrow. You didn't mess up. I just forgot something. You forgot something. I forgot a lot of things. Is, it's a special, <laughs> there's a special uh, extra with that particular uh, post-mort wrap-up. So definitely check in. I'm not going to ruin yeah. the surprise. Yeah. You, you guys keep dropping surprise. hints for stuff. That I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I'm interested. Yeah, so. at, at the end of the video, you got to get through all the way through the end of the, uh, yeah. the RGB build yeah. uh, post-mortem video. Uh, it's very empty little, in there. 
Yeah. I'm just noticing the cases. I'm just looking back on that. That's just like, it's so empty. What's that whole like empty spot there? Empty? What do you mean by empty? That whole spot in front of the video card where... It's called airflow. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can put a whole other system or person in there. So. So that, I now I want to know. I, I, know. I gotta now watch we're dropping the videos all to these find hints. Out. Yeah, just man. more stuff for everyone yeah. to check out. And full nerd next Thursday. Full nerd next Thursday, and a build it next video, and as well as whatever this hinty thing. When are you gonna do that? When are you gonna drop that video? When will um, we find out? Either the end of today or, or, or first or tomorrow. thing tomorrow. Yeah. 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 I mean the the minimal written components are already ready to go. So yeah. I'm just waiting yeah. for the video. Sorry. <laughs> so so tomorrow's the RGB build. Is it Tuesday that we're doing the budget build? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Well, we didn't say what the build was yet, or, but... Uh, oh, yeah, our yeah. mystery build then? Mystery build. Uh, <laughs> Thursday, full nerd. So we got a lot of stuff coming up. Yeah, and then Computex. So Computex. it's going to be a really packed couple of weeks. Dude, Computex. We'll stay Computex. Tuned, Computex. Quick pr- predictions. What's going to happen in Computex? Uh, not a lot. All right. As far as new core hardware is involved. Uh, 2080. Oh, they're like going to call it 20 instead of either going to go net 10, 20, 30. <laughs> oh, man, I predict annoying. that companies might show off their new GTX 1050 three gigabyte cards. <laughs> just, it's like you sat on a plane for 14 hours to see a three gig 1050 card. <laughs> People would just be flipping tables of stuff over. That would be the ultimate troll, right? You get to what, I don't know, Asus's booth and they're like, this this is what you came here for. <laughs> yeah, they like one-handed on the table. They were hiding in their palms. Although I gotta so say, smart. it is a, for a lot of gamers that is a great card to have. I'm not making if fun it's of affordable. That. I'm not making fun of that part. But, I'm just saying that going on your point that if you are in a, a metal tin can for 16 hours and that's what you that's what you <laughs> see. Yeah, I we should do a segment on that next week. Computex predictions. Yeah, we should. Definitely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Save it for them. Computex. Okay. Save it for them. All right. All right. All right. Right. Let's take us out of here. All right. Uh, check back next week for your fix of PC talk on the full nerd for audio listeners. Listen and subscribe on iTunes. Also leave a review on iTunes. Every time you do NVIDIA adds one kilobyte of memory to a <laughs> video card. Also, you can hear us on Google Play or Stitcher. Send questions and comments to the full nerd at PCWorld.com. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkis. Adios. Elaine Yee. Bye, everyone. And Adam Patrick Murray will hit the off switch. Uh, Keep your eyes open for that special surprise on YouTube. (laughs) Damn, it better be good.